Welcome to Carrots and Suffering. I am Nate, your dungeon master, and still recovering from sinus surgery, so my voice might be weird. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Now, onward! Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes confronted the two magical warlock werewolves and saved the day by casting Remove Curse. She is going to reach up, touch this white wolf's cheek, and say, You poor thing, this is not you. And I cast Remove Curse. With the cursed item removed from the building, the inhabitants of the castle revert to human form, and our heroes go gather them up. Sable and Jalen, as you walk through the castle with the king, it is a ruined mess. Everything is destroyed. The king looks distraught at times, but every room you walk into, several naked people come out of it. Servants, guards, you find a lot of people who were trapped in the werewolf form. Sable finds her half-brother, the changeling sage and fairy diplomat, Drossel. And Drossel is standing there, and Drossel is a normal person in their 30s, except that their skin is like birch tree bark, just everywhere. Jalen finds Kylan, and they have a father-daughter heart-to-heart. And she opens her bag, and she says, the good news is... I have 92 cigarettes that I've rolled since I last saw you, and you're probably out, so here you go. And she gives him a cigarette. He gives you a strange look and says, wait, 92? How long have I been out? Sable ran ahead to set up negotiations with the Fairy Queen and runs into Gail Witherbranch, Jalen's mother, who was double-crossed and sold into fairy slavery by her father. Gail is free, and she is a jerk. There's a big nodding, and the woman who looks like Jalen pulls out a stone hammer and says, well, I have this little bargaining chip, and I will hand it over when I am safe and sound. Hmm. All right. Can we negotiate? She smiles and says, everything can be negotiated. At this point, what is Sable's greatest fear? Hi, I'm Nate, and I will be your dungeon master. I'm Sandra, I play Sable the Druid. I'm Mandy, I play Jalen the Rogue. I'm Julie, I play Sulfa the Wizard. Y'all have gathered successfully with people dressed in hundred-year-old tatters they've found lying around. A lot of them are in old towel togas. This is not going to be a royal procession at all. But you've got about 50 people that have been pulled together through the whole castle. You know most of them are still werewolves. But the king and the queen have taken up their position, and you can spot them pretty quickly because everybody else knows who they are and gives them space, responds to them accordingly, stands by them like guards would or behind them like servants would. And the king says, all right, now we just need to open this door. And he touches it, and there's a little spark of static. And he pulls his hand back and says, "Uh, my queen, I believe this one is for you. And she steps up and casts a spell. You don't need to roll it's dispel magic. And she tries to pop the arcane lock on this bad boy, which she succeeds in doing. Yay. And the door swings open. On the other side, you see what they've done is tipped this drawbridge down, laying it on top of the big stone walls that make up the labyrinth, and scaled up the far side of the far wall. It doesn't work great, but... Basically, most of the camp has come to meet you at the door and forms this little line back to the camp. 
what would you all like to do? Well, I have a question about a role I'd like to do, because I know we've more or less predicted who was by the gate out of game. That became pretty obvious. But I wonder if there's a role I could do to see if Jalen puts these pieces together, because I think all the pieces are there if she thinks about them. Because she saw the people by the gate, she knows Kylan's deal was broken, she knows what the price of that deal was to begin with, and she knows what happens when people who were traded over come back. I think you've got to investigate. The DC's probably going to be about 16. Okay. Yeah, that is one of my skills. <laughs> 25. Okay. That, that, yeah. <laughs> you, you know some things. It occurs to you that pretty shortly... A group of people is going to come wandering out of the thorns into camp, and one of them is probably going to be your mother. And her suitors. Very likely. And they're probably going to be out for blood. Unclear? <laughs> With a 25, investigate. Putting the pieces together, it occurs to you that they're probably upset at Kylan. Mm -hmm. It also occurs to you that they probably don't have a lot of hope of acting on that upset. Why? Because you have an army. <laughs> well, not... Right here, right now. Well, right here, right now, you've got 50 people in the castle and 25 out of the castle, and almost all of them are armed soldiers. But yeah. This is going to become a problem. While the people are gathering at the gate, she's going to look over at Kylan and say, do you trust me? Yeah. Jalen, you're like me, but smarter. Of course I trust you. It's funny because she doesn't trust him as far as she can throw him. She says, will you turn into a little rat and get in my pocket? So you actually see him focus really hard, and it doesn't happen immediately. And he focuses, and he focuses, and you see him beads of sweat start to appear. He gets very concerned, and he slowly shrinks into a rat, leaving his clothes just in a pile on the ground. All right, she'll pick him up and put him in her pocket and say, I need you to stay there. It gives this squeak. It's going to roll another dice. It chitters a little bit at you and climbs into your pocket. Okay. She'll gather up his clothes and weapons and whatever and pack them up and take them with her. So you have seen Kylan transform before. That was probably ten times harder than it's ever been. Right. Yeah. She is noting that, that something has profoundly changed with his lycanthropy. That's what she's going to do while she waits. You look outside, and the entourage you brought from Fenrir has assembled into soldier stances as... 50 people carrying big bags of treasure file out to the camp. Oh, right. The big bags of treasure. Yeah. There's more gold in that armory than there is in your entire kingdom. So it all files into this camp, and your camp is now way too full. You don't see Miev or Sable anywhere, but that is about the time that a fire elemental comes surging out of the path from the gate. And you see about 25 or so people filing in from the other direction. Carolina comes jogging up to. Silpha, and says, Miev went ahead to the portal, and she hands you this control amulet for Muriel. Ah. Silpha will take the amulet from her and put it back on. I think Jalen will also ask Silpha, did you do something with the orb? It's back where it was. It's no longer connected to the building, so that seems to be preventing it from pervading the castle. However, that is something we will need to deal with. The queen suggested it would be too dangerous to try to destroy with magic. It's a very powerful object. However, she suggested burying it. My concern was that its magic might pervade the land in the same manner as it pervaded the castle. That follows. But I had a thought. So long as it's under that altar, its light is obscured. So 
Perhaps we put it in a block of stone and leave that somewhere. Locked up in a vault? Yes. Silpha, we have to cure all these people before they can go back to town. I don't know how to easily do that. I mean, I can remove the curse, but it will take me a month or more of doing nothing but in order to help everyone in that manner. I guess Sable can do it, too. I wonder if there's Belladonna growing. Can we send somebody out to find it? Thalia says it grows in this kingdom. It's just incredibly rare, as if someone were eradicating it deliberately. But perhaps Yennefer and Helena, Sable, could also help in that? Yeah, I think that's... I mean, Belladonna's risky, but we can't bring these people back to town with lycanthropy. No, they'll have to remain here. The full moon is in a week. Miev comes jogging out of the brush late. She looks like she's been jogging. So her face is all flushed. She's very sweaty. She comes running up. And she says, ooh, okay. We have safe passage into the fairy realm. Back at the portal. Looks like everything's in order. The fairy queen's only going to grant safe passage to a group that includes all five changelings. What about safe passage out? Well, we'll probably have to negotiate that when we get there. I'd rather negotiate that before we get there. Sylphan nods in agreement. Okay, well, we have a way to negotiate near the portal. We found a way to contact her. Did you get any good information from the people who were at the gate? No, they've been there for a while. That one's named Gail, and she points to the group of about 25 dirty-looking people. And there's one woman who seems to be commanding their presence. She looks remarkably like Jalen. Her head has not been shaved, though. And Jalen says, well, shit. Is Lynn around? Yeah, you can find Lynn. He uh, was part of the group that pushed through and lowered the drawbridge to get over the labyrinth, so he's there. She grabs Lynn and asks Silpha, can we go talk in a tent? Gail hasn't seen her yet, or has she noticed her? Gail doesn't seem to be looking for you. Okay, great. Let's go in a tent, and I can do better than that. Silpha prepares to throw up her rope trick space. Great. <laughs> so you slip up into a rope trick. Not a problem. Sofa sets out the fairy lantern. <laughs> yeah. Jalen pulls Kylan out of her pocket and says, if those are Gail and her suitors, then we have a problem. The rat's nose starts to twitch. And he twists and shakes and twitches and twists and shakes. <laughs> I just imagine us all watching. Like, what, like, dude? <laughs> like, do you need a minute? <laughs> and then he, he just falls over, huffing and puffing, this little rat, like... <laughs> oh, you can't change back? The little rat looks up at you and it gives you a little shrug. Squeak! Jalen looks at Sylpha and says, can you help him? Sylpha says, yes, of course I can. She looks at the rat and says, this is... this is gonna be permanent help. He tips his head to the side. Sylpha explains to him, if you're no longer able to control your curse, I can remove it from you. Kind of tips its head to the other side. But I can remove the condition from you. You would lose your power to alter your form. He's lost that anyway. Unless you were con to contract the condition again. She looks to Jalen, and then back at the pathetic rat. <laughs> Pitiful. Pitiful rat. Pitiful, yes. <laughs> well, it's invoking pathos. <laughs> Pitiful Rat is going to roll an intelligence check. Pitiful Rat nods slowly at you. Jalen says he's lost control of it anyway, so I don't know what difference it would make. 
losing the ability. He doesn't have the ability yeah. for all intents and purposes. So it's not a gift anymore, Kylan. It's a curse. The little rat just looks at you, Silva. Jalen nods at Silva. This is out of character. Kylan the rat seems to understand that once she removes his lycanthropy, he will be a person and unable to shift forms anymore. Roll me a disadvantaged insight roll. Oh, great. I mean, he nodded, right? He did actually nod. He did. You're pantomiming with a rat. Oh, uh, I rolled two 18s. I kid you not. I'll take it. Ah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you think he gets it. You think he's, if he doesn't understand the consequences, he's accepted them. And Sylvan nods and says, then I will do this for you. And she casts the remove curse spell on Kylan. He immediately reverts form into a full-size human, coughing, sputtering, and twitching. It looked painful. And he's just laying there naked on the ground, staring at the ceiling. Are his cat mutations gone? Yes. Wow. He's still missing an eye. Right. Well, that, that wasn't a mutation. That was a fight. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's staring up at the ceiling and says, that hurt. Let's not do that again. Sylpha's like, now I've seen your dad naked. <laughs> <laughs> also, Lynn is up here with us. <laughs> yeah, Lynn's kind of like, uh, Mr. Evans, sir, I think... We probably have some clothes somewhere. Well, Jalen has his clothes. Oh. Has all that with her. So she'll help him up yeah. and hand him his clothes back. He'll dress. She's kind of chuckling, but she's also a little bit embarrassed because obviously, oh, duh. And she says, uh, Lynn, Master Kylan Evans. Kylan, the young Lynn Pornillo. Lynn kind of says, hey. And Kylan says, you did good, kid. And just punches him in the shoulder as he straps a bracer on. And Lynn says, okay, hey, do you, do you want me to ask for Jalen's hand from you? And Kylan looks at him, raises an eyebrow and goes, no, I don't. And he says, okay, so you're cool with it then? And he says, look, kid, you do the best you can and I'll decide when I'm cool with it day by day. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Lynn nods and says, okay, I can live with that. Yay, great, for the future plans. We have a problem right now. He says, yeah, your mother's here, I heard. Um, let me just put my pants on. <laughs> what does she look like? Me. So she hasn't aged, huh? Well, she's a fairy, Kylan. Great. All right, I'll deal with her. No, no, no. Stop. There's, what, what there's like... 25 of them? Well, I mean, her suitors are only like six people. All right. She and her suitors have an age a day, and you're like ancient 45. So they're going to be out for blood, Kylan. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. You, you screwed them. And I'm not losing you to them. Not like this. Not after all this. So you are not going to go deal with them. I'm going to deal with them. Okay. You're going to stay here. All right, well, I don't love the idea of you solving my problems for me. Well, it's my problem, too. He sits down and says, All right, well, if you need me, shout. Okay. Silpha did this rope trick inside the tent. Mm hmm She says, Okay, well, I guess we gather them in the tent below. She says to Silpha, Can you be Kylan for a minute? Silpha takes a deep breath inward and is like, Ooh, I don't love that idea. But I could. Well, I don't want you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll need a set of 
Kylan's clothes and armor to really pull it off. Oh, I was thinking she could do Alter Self. Alter Self changes your physical form, and then you still need clothing to, uh, okay. to flesh out the disguise. <laughs> Kaylin pinches the bridge of her nose. And... She could do Disguise Self, which would just be like a glamour of Kylan. Okay. Lynn pulls out a spare shirt and pantaloons. Are they of any comparable size? Lynn is a lanky dude when he's not beefed out, but I think he wears baggy clothes because he puffs up. So, no, I mean, you'd have to belt them pretty tight and hang the shirt down, but at least you'd have men's clothes. Sofa will go into a corner and start changing into these men's clothes, and then is like, Jalen, what's the plan here? And Kylan, what can you tell me about these people who are going to want to jump you immediately? Kylan says, well, there are six thieves from the Thieves Guild, and Jalen's mom, Gail, who didn't really have any physical skills when last we met... <laughs> it depends on what category of physical skills you're talking about. I might just need you to translate for me, Silpha, as Kylan, because she can't talk to me. Well, she can't approach you wanting to negotiate a deal, but you can speak to them, yes? Yeah. I don't know how much she wants to talk to me, but I, I wonder... I don't know, Silva. I don't know what to do, but I feel like I need to get some assurances out of these people before they have access to the real Kylan. If this is the wrong way to go about it, I guess we don't need to do it this way. No, out of character. I'm on board for this plan if Jalen <laughs> wants to do this. So her idea is to have Silva impersonate Kylan and then mm -hmm. see what kind of reaction this gets. Yeah, see what a reaction it gets to see what... Are they willing to talk or are they just bloodthirsty? Out for blood. And obviously, if they're out for blood, she has no problem with Silpha unleashing <laughs> on them. But she's worried about Kylan being able to take on a dog pile of seven people. Mm -hmm. No offense to Kylan or nothing, but... Actually, Silpha might be able to do some things that Kylan wouldn't be able to do. Mm -hmm. Like, apologize. So... <laughs> <laughs> they won't believe it yeah. <laughs> nobody would believe that I've turned over a new leaf I'm no longer a lycanthrope those things are true <laughs> he's no longer true. a lycanthrope <laughs> no harm no foul right uh, oh god Jalen looks at Lynn and says can you please gather Gail and her suitors into the tent yeah and disarm them sure I don't think they're armed but if they got anything I'll take it away Lynn, these are thieves and bastards, so search thoroughly. Okay. And he slides down the rope. A moment later, you hear him re-entering the tent. Right this way, folks. And Jalen will slide down the rope. Silpha slides down and then makes a motion for Kylan to pull up the rope and drop it if needed. Okay. He pulls the rope up. Silpha, are you Kylan? Silpha is Kylan Evans. Okay. Seven people stride into the room. They're men mostly in their 20s and 30s, except for a woman who looks like Jalen, almost exactly, 18-ish in age. And she strides in front of everybody right up to Kylan. So Kylan, do you still have your cat whiskers? Did you go with pre-curse removal Kylan or post-curse removal Kylan? I guess we probably would have thought about doing the pre-curse removal. We probably would have removal. thought about this. I was almost going to go with post-curse removal, Kylan, because then it would be obvious he's not a lycanthrope anymore or something happened to mm. him. What are your thoughts on that? Otherwise, I'll be pre-curse removal, Kylan. I don't know, man. <sighs> no, I'd say go with pre-curse removal, Kylan. We want them to believe it's him. I mean, 
He paid for control over his curse. And if he doesn't have his curse anymore, that would also set them free. Well, they're already free. Well, they're they're free, though, because part of his deal was broken, right? Right. And so another way of breaking the deal would be if he wasn't a lycanthrope anymore, right? Like, if he didn't have the curse to control. Nate, what are your DM rulings on this? I think you have all the information you need. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you it changes what she says, not what she does. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but for better or worse. Oh, God. <laughs> right. I think Jalen would have strategized make him as convincing as the Kylan they know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you still have the cat whiskers. Oh, she's got to pull the whiskers off. <laughs> yeah, she's still got, uh, she's still Kylan with, with cat whiskers. Okay. So Gail strides up and in one smooth motion, raises her hands up to Kylan's face and pulls his mouth to her mouth. And a massive gecko tongue just rolls down <laughs> your throat. That is awesome. Um, what, what, so Jalen stands there and watches a copy of herself smooch her best friend looking like her father and thinks, What wow, the fuck did I just get myself we into? Entered the Twilight Zone. Wow, wizards are weird. <laughs> the tongue rolls back in. It's really disconcerting in the way it feels. And she says, You got old. Still hot, though. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Jalen's at a loss. Yeah. <laughs> she does glance at the suitors to see. They look a little bit more pissed off. They seem to have emotions about this, but Fairy Gale does not give two shits, it seems. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. I, I really have to think about what Sofa does. <laughs> that was startling. <laughs> The tongue was really sticky, too. It was just like... It's a chameleon tongue, right? And then, you know, like, it <laughs> pulled away from the back of your throat. And the insect itself, it was like, ah! <laughs> it was really an alarming sensation. <laughs> I think Sofa is trying not to make eye contact with Jalen, because she's certain this will make things worse. <laughs> and then she... <laughs> Remember that time when you made out with my mom? <laughs> And then she just, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I, I think I have to roll to see if I can keep character or not. <laughs> or she just loses it, like, oh my god, what, blah, blah, blah. Or if she just melts out of this guy's stuff and be like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I think you've got to roll a concentration check at the least. Yeah, yeah. I'll roll concentration. I don't know how good. Let's see that con roll. <laughs> It's an eight. Yeah, uh, that was real startling. Really, really, really startling. So I think <laughs> you transform <laughs> into Silpha as she pulls away and is saying, like, you got old. And then she'll tilt her head to the side and say, oh, cute. <laughs> Silpha coughs and then, then looks at Jalen. Jalen pinches the bridge of her nose again. And she doesn't say anything. Uh, she says, gentlemen, have a seat. They lean grumpily against the back of the tent. Do they react to Jalen at all? Or do they even seem to give a fuck? You get weird looks, but not... This doesn't seem to be so unusual for them as you might think. Mm. 
still fine at this point. It's just like, I didn't, I'm not, I, it, <laughs> <laughs> don't kill Jalen's dad. <laughs> she says, I would never kill Kylan. Is he hiding? Kylan, come out, sweetheart. Jalen says to Silpha, you mind asking her if that's a promise? Do you promise not to kill or deliberately harm Kylan Evans? Either directly or indirectly. Either directly or indirectly. Hmm. I promise not to harm Kylan Evans directly or indirectly for at least two weeks. Tell her that's not good enough. Your daughter says that's not good enough. She nods and says, you know Kylan as well as I do. The man is flawed, and I can't be responsible for my emotions if he does something stupid more than two weeks out. It's not fair to indefinitely say that I won't hurt him. I would never kill him. <laughs> Silva, I'd really like you to make clear to my mother that... We're not going to leave this tent until we reach some kind of arrangement. I just love this. She's talking through somebody. It's like, you tell my mom that I said. Yeah. I don't know whether she cares about talking to me or not, but it's never going to happen as long as Kylan's at risk from either her or her suitors. You heard what she said. I did, yes, but I can't address her till she addresses me. Here's what I'll do. Boys. What do you intend to do when we get back to town? And they all fold their arms. And one of them says, uh, you and I are over and I'm going to get a job. And you see the rest of them nod. And she's like, oh, humans, fickle creatures. I don't think he's in any danger from any of the suitors. Jalen looks at the suitors and says, is that true? They all kind of shrug. Roll me insight. I'll roll insight too. Ooh. Not great. I got a 14. I got a 5. Silva <laughs> hmm. with a 14, you think that they are more pissed at Gale than Kylan. Jalen with a 5, you don't get shit out of this. They're they're just, they're non-committally struggling. They are unreadable bastards. Struggling? They're struggling. Struggling. And struggling. They're struggling. struggling. It's a struggle. <laughs> All right. Jalen's going to pull a tough move. She's going to try to pull a tough move after her role, but just now I don't <laughs> let's see how this goes. She says, I don't know exactly what went down 16, 17 odd years ago. 17 and a half. Who said that? Gail? Yep. Is she talking to Jalen? Nope. Okay. She just said it to the air. She's not looking at you. And Jalen says, I know that it wasn't pretty. It probably wasn't entirely fair. I know that you got dicked over. After he got dicked over. And gentlemen, we're clearing that slate today. You are back. And you will be free. And you will never come within a mile of Kylan. If you can help it. And you will not send anyone to within a mile of Kylan. If you can help it. And I just want to be very clear. Because I think you know Kylan a lot better than you know me. And you know what he's like. And you know that he raised me. And if one hair on his pretty head gets harmed, I'm not going to bother to find out which one of you did it. I'm not going to bother to find out if any one of you did it. I'm going to assume that you all did it. And I'm going to hunt you down to a man, and I'm going to stab you in the back, and I'm going to slit your throat in your sleep. Roll me Intimidate. 
Can I roll deception? Because I don't think she's actually got this in her, but she really wants them to believe she does. No, this is intimidate. Oh, shit. 16. There's a chorus of nods from them. And she does her best sociopathic imitation that Mm -hmm. she can do. I think Silpha is looking aghast, but (laughs) she also wants to help her friend. (laughs) So I think she chimes in with, yeah, you know what kind of asshole Kylan Evans is, and this is his daughter. (laughs) Gail looks at you, Silpha. What is Silpha's greatest fear? (laughs) Silpha has a, a couple, like, psychological fears. Only give me one for now. This is the first pulse. Oh, jeez. That without her magic, no one would find her useful. And she wouldn't have her friends. So, Gail looks at you and says, Now, they'll behave, but don't threaten my boys. They may not like me anymore, but they're still mine. Besides, you're just a wizard. It's not gonna go well. (laughs) Does Sylpha need to roll or anything? Nope. Sylpha, I think, just grits her teeth. Jalen says, Silpha, please inform my mother that you are not the one threatening these men. I am. And I will threaten her as well. Before you can say anything, she says, Silpha, please inform my daughter if she wishes to talk to me. She has to start the conversation, as is a contractual obligation. Like, for fuck's sake, just talk to each other. Well, no, because this is Jalen's one piece of potential leverage over her. Jalen says, Silpha, please tell my mother. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That I can take or leave talking to her. I cannot take or leave her posing a threat to Kylan in any way, shape, or form. She says, Silpha, please tell my daughter. Oh, my fucking God, people. I love this because Silpha's not saying a, like a word. She's just letting them. Like... This is fairy literalism to a T. <laughs> Silva's got her arms crossed at this point and is like, I, I didn't I didn't sign up for this kind of toxic family dynamic. Yeah. But she will stand there. Jalen's gonna buy Silva a big old drink later for this. She Okay. She says, Silva, please tell my daughter that I feel we have come to as amicable a terms as humans will come to, and I have said my piece as a fae, and am bound by it. Silpha, please tell my mother that what I am asking is for her not to seek revenge on Kylan. Silpha, please tell my daughter that I will not seek revenge on Kylan for any past deeds he has done. He will still answer for future deeds. I think we both understand why that caveat needs to be there. Silpha says, well, I think that sounds fair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so she has said she is agreeing to this, right? Effectively. Well, no, there's no effectively with Faye. Come on. <laughs> she has said that she will not seek revenge for the thing that happened in the past. For anything that happened in the past. Yes. Okay. Given that case, she's still way into him. Yeah, I'm kind of getting that, which is not something Jalen was expecting. She's kind of squicking on this now <laughs> because, like, self is squicking. You can roll me knowledge nature if you'd like to know more about that. I got a 17. Jalen, it does occur to you that when someone makes the decision to be a fairy, their nature is frozen. For her, it is still the same relationship it was yep. 20 years ago. Okay. Okay, she says, all right, Gail, that's an agreement. And she looks at her directly and says, is that really what you look like? Nope. Not anymore, anyway. It's what I used to look like. Can I see what you look like now? If you wish. Yes, I wish. So the glamour around her fades, 
And she looks the same height, but her skin has gone to scale patterns. And she appears to be green, like lizard green from head to toe. Her eyes have shifted a little bit left and right, and they seem to swivel independently, lightly. And you can tell with the glamour dropped, she has a huge-ass gecko tongue. The full chameleon hasn't really come together, but she might be able to scale walls, looking at her fingers. It's time for fairy facts. Now we visit India. I have decided that the definition of a fairy creature is a folklore creature with a certain vibe about them that's kind of hard to articulate. You know, a little bit alien, but in ways that correspond to a certain kind of time period of human imagination. From India, I bring you the Yakshas. Yakshas are nature spirits with aspects like trees and water and wilderness, much like a fairy. Also like fairies, they can be mischievous at times, generally like to get it on, but on occasion they are quite demonic. Also, like fairies, they change significantly with time and are influenced by the local religion. Generally, they're benevolent guardian creatures, but with time they've gotten more and more powerful. They're sort of akin to gods or angels or demigods. In their initial form, they're more like dwarves associated with mines and precious metals. But with the evolution of religion, they become guardian spirits, and they evolve from just protecting wilderness locations to protecting any significantly important national treasure. Unlike fairy lore, the Yakshas tend to get a lot more powerful over time, and so they don't really have weaknesses per se, and frequently have strengths of a thousand men or a thousand elephants or whatever. So I guess the moral of the story here is just just don't mess with national treasures. These guys are very dangerous. Jalen nods slowly and says, All right, Kylan, come on down. The rope falls down, and Kylan slides down in full arms and armor. And you see Gail give him a smile. It's devoid of a deep level of love. It's like the smile at a stranger. But she immediately steps up and goes to gecko French him again. Kylan is really awkward through this. Uh-huh. And he says, Gail, you haven't aged a day. And she says, you shaved your whiskers. I liked them. <laughs> and he says, yeah, that's sort of what happened. Hey, so this is your daughter. And she turns and looks at you and says, yes, we've met. Hello, Jalen. Hi. And she turns and looks at Kylan again and says, was there something you wanted me to do? Because I'm not good at these social cues anymore. And Kylan says, well... I guess most people would hug their children. And she says, oh, that is a good idea. <laughs> and as a gecko woman, she turns and looks at you and says, do you mind if I put the glamour back on? Uh, go ahead. And there's a shimmer in the air. And she again goes back to Jalen with a long tongue. And she says, no, I believe it is customary that we hug. Uh, is that what you want to do? What I want is irrelevant. You have extended hospitality to me. I am here to follow your rules. A random question comes to Sofa's mind, and I suppose there's other changelings she could have who've made a decision that she could have asked this of, but this is the first interaction she has seen of someone who was once a human placed in a 
human social situation and act like a fairy. So yeah, I think it makes her curious. And she says, so I'm sorry, this is really random, but do you remember what it was like before? I mean, do you, do you remember yourself when you were, well, when you were more human? Mm, sort of. Like a bad dream. Or just a very confusing one. Jalen just, because God's Gale, I don't, I don't really know what to do right now. Much less tell you what to do right now. Well then, let's default to the customs of this location. And she steps up and goes to give you a big hug. <laughs> I think Jalen goes real stiff for a second. And then, because it's sort of like she just stepped up to give herself a hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for all appearances, it's... Is it a real hug, or is it like a really polite hug, or is it It's a... a real hug. She seems to be good at this particular maneuver. Yeah, all right. Jalen returns the hug, but has this, this is so weird look on her face. Mm-hmm. And then she just remembers hugging Vanessa Lunari, because Vanessa Lunari hugs people, and she just kind of defaults to that. What is your greatest fear, Jalen? <sighs> because you're making physical contact, if you have more than one, you can offer more than one. Okay. Well, she's had a few nightmares that Vincent isn't actually dead. That's certainly one of them. And then tied to that, she she has this fear that she is unwittingly going to get people she cares about killed. Or even kill them herself without intending to. And it's got a paralyzing aspect on her ability to make decisions. Mm. So when your mother lets go, she gives you a look that it's concerned, but again, it's missing something. It's not a full-fledged human emotion. And she says, Jalen, you killed your godfather? I didn't know he was my godfather Mm. at the time. He bloody well knew, though, and was pulling some shithead shenanigans, even though he knew that. I see. Well, he was never a very good teacher. No, he was not. Mm. You know, you might consider becoming a fairy. It'll take care over time of those pesky doubts about life and death. I don't know if you're trying to be reassuring or not, Gail. I'm sorry. I've spent many years mostly with fairies, so I'm beginning to lose the thread with humans sometimes. I was hoping for reassuring. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just accept that intention. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're my daughter. I'm obligated to want good for you. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, that's fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is probably the most off-putting thing that she has said to Jalen so far. That just makes her go cold inside. Just the idea of the absolute lack of humanity here is just striking her right now. And I think she draws up stiff a little bit and says, well, we've got things we need to do, so... Well, now that I'm free from the fairy wild, I can get reaccustomed with the human interactions over time, I can become, um, warmer. Like, is that what you want? What I want is for you to do what I want. And f- to accomplish this, I would need to appease your nature. Fucking yikes, Gail. Jesus. 
you see that the suitors have all gotten... It's not awkward. It's outwardly irritated. They are done with this woman and being in her presence. The whole room is not pleased with her behavior. All right. I think if Jalen notices this, she looks at them and says, if any of you have anything to say, now's the fucking time. Yeah, Jalen. So I might be your dad. And I just want to let you know that don't do the fairy thing. It does, No, just don't. It's, it's not good. There's nothing about it that's good. All right, I'm going to make something real clear here. I know who my father is. I don't know who knocked up my mother. And these are going to be two very different things. One of the guys in the back says, So we're probably going to have to get started from scratch. I don't suppose you'd be willing to spare us some cash. <laughs> she glances at Kylan. Not in a give-the-money way, but like a... Wow, you weren't fucking kidding. <laughs> Kylan just blinks and says, I thought it was fairies who didn't change, boys. They look at Kylan and they gulp a little bit. And he says, I think you've had plenty of money, but maybe someone will take pity on you when you emerge with the king in tow. Might I recommend sucking up to somebody else? And they step back and walk out of the tent. All six of them leaving, just Gale standing there. Silpha would tell them, if you go back into town and you ask at the tavern, you can probably find a job there. A couple of them will nod. They don't look thrilled about this idea of a real job, but out they go. <laughs> I mean, it's not a real job, <laughs> but they'll figure that out soon enough. Leaving, leaving you all in here with Gail, who says, well, are you going to introduce me to your other friend? I met Sable. She's about to do something that she thinks is going to make you very upset. Jalen looks at Silpha. Silpha looks at Kylan. Is that a whiskey flask? Kylan says, yes. Do you mind? <laughs> she holds out her hand. He hands you a flask. <laughs> and Silpha sits down and takes a swig and swishes it around. <laughs> and hands it right back to him. <laughs> Makes sense. He takes a big swig himself. Puts the cap back on and slides it into his vest. Yeah, Gail, this is my friend Silpha. Lynn, are you still out there? Lynn says, yeah, I'm, I'm, boy, am I here. <laughs> All right, Lynn, you want to meet the other half of my fucked up family? Yeah, I do. Extends his hand to your mom and says, I'm Lynn Pornino. Oh, shit, she's going to touch him. And he and her shake hands. And she says, I am Gale. Gale Witherbranch. You are in so much trouble, my poor boy. As she lets go of his hand, and he says, well, we are surrounded by thorns. And she says, oh, oh, your future is not so bright. But there's good news. I think Jalen really likes you. Well, well done with an understatement, Gale. So this is... Lovely and awkward, so we should find out what's going on with Sable. Yes, you should. Head back. She has all the keys and is next to the gate. We should find out what she has in mind. I mean, I imagined that part of the solution to this would require us to travel through the gate, but but we have to sort things here. We do have things to sort out here. Kylan will say, look, gals, I'm not much of a leader of people who follow orders, at least. But I'll tell you what, I'll follow Yennefer back with the camp. We can get out of here. Nothing's going to mess with us while we got her kind of firepower. 
What about all the werewolves? Well, I happen to have a lovely sewer with locking doors that we like to keep newbies in. I could probably get most of them into some kind of hidey hole for the next full moon. Jalen looks at Sylpha. Think that'll work as a holdover? We should probably sort how we're going to help their condition. Mm. And these are wolves, not rats. The two people who know how to resolve this condition are about to go through the fairy gate. What if we don't come back? Gail will chime in and say, Sylph, I know I've only known you for a little bit, but I am going to offer you a piece of completely unsolicited advice. I hope you're ready to listen. You need to let other people help you. You're only a wizard. Magic only goes so far. Let other people help you. That's pretty rich coming from a fucking fairy, man. (laughs) (laughs) You can roll me insight if you'd like. Yeah, I will. I got a 14. I got, yeah, I got an 18. Okay, a 14. Very strange that your mother seems to know Silpha really well all of a sudden. Very strange indeed. With an 18, Silpha, she wants something from you. And she is manipulating your fears specifically in an attempt to get you to do it. You're not really sure what it is she wants you to do. But this is not advice. This is a manipulation. Mm Mm-hmm. Sylpha super does not appreciate manipulation, specifically one that she can see through. I think she handles it in the same way Sable was talking to her. She grits her teeth and says, That is good advice indeed. And how would you like to help me? What do you want? No, I don't want you to help me at all. Or rather, I don't want to help you at all. And I don't want you to help me at all. I'm going (laughs) to go back to town with everybody else. What I want you to do is lean in to the Fairy Queen's requests. Get yourself through the gate. I'm not in a hurry to get through that gate. What lies beyond is more perilous than what we faced at the castle, I am certain. Perhaps, perhaps I survived there for many years, and you're far more strong than I am. You're a fairy. You're meant to be there. Yes, it was easy. I wouldn't recommend staying for a long time. The boys really complained about it. But... The fairy queen is still my queen. I am of her court, and she commands my loyalty, and she wants to see you. Can you offer any other insight on her desires? I'm afraid not, but when she makes her desires known, I can do nothing but follow. What is her interest in us specifically, do you know? Nope. I can tell you that she was very interested in me when I was human, and treated me well since. Let Kylan help you. I'll even help him. Because in this instance, it supports the agenda of the queen. Getting lycanthropes into town, where they could potentially infect other people. Yeah, I know. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. It's just such a bad idea. Sofa turns to Jalen and says, Let's talk to the king and the queen, and to Miev. Let's build a plan together for what we will do with these people. I think it would be safest if they were to stay here at the castle. Yeah. So when you step out of the tent, the king and queen have spent the same amount of time you were in the tent, basically talking to everyone and getting a rundown of what's been happening. When you walk up, they have Drossel with them and say, so you have a path to the gate and all the keys are here. Yes. Our friend Sable is there with them, as I understand it. Excellent. Drossel, you'll be our new... Ambassador until I can appoint one. 
please head to the gate. And Drossel nods. And he says, Perfect! You've done well. We will follow Yennefer back out of the thorns. And I'll see to reinstating some of our past agreements so that we can get things under control. Drossel, there's some ground we should probably cover with you before we go through the gate, but we can do that at the gate. Drossel nods. Your Highnesses, we have a situation of 50 people with lycanthropy. You can't take them back to town like this. I see your point, Jalen, but there's no food here. They have to go somewhere. You can run a line of food from town to here or whatever, but they need to stay in the castle until we can cure them all. I will take this under advisement. Please roll me persuasion. Persuasion. Seven. That's what Mm. you get. Silpha might want to try her hand. (laughs) Silpha will say... Switching dice. Your Majesty, you were afflicted by the curse and unable to control it. We have reason to believe that the Fairy Queen uses lycanthropy as one of many means to manipulate people. It could very well play into her hands to have people spread it throughout the town or cause other destruction. You would be putting citizens at risk. He tilts his head to the side and says, Silpha, correct? Clearly, relations with the Fairy Queen have deteriorated in my absence. This is not the situation we would expect. To an extraordinary degree. I think you will encounter a lot of hostility both towards magic and towards fairies and relationships with fairies. Well, we will just have to fix that very slowly. But we can fix it nonetheless. You have a fear of lycanthropy that my age doesn't, and an aversion to working with a fairy queen that my age did not. And I'm going to assume that this is for good reason, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to make a decision right now until I've had a chance to talk with all of my advisors, which will be the lords and ladies back in town. Roll me persuasion, Silva. It is 13 plus 5, so 18. The queen sets a hand on his shoulder and says, Darling, there's no reason to put anyone at risk just yet. We can't necessarily tell these people to go back into the castle. That wouldn't be good for anyone. Truly terrible for morale. But that doesn't mean we need to let them roam loose when we get there. I propose a compromise. We can stop at the Mason Crypt. Have them camp there. There's plenty of space. No vampires there anymore. Yeah, no vampires. It's safe now. There's a tree they can talk to who isn't screaming. <laughs> they can wait a day or two. It's much closer. Much easier to get them food, much less likely to get them attacked and eaten. All right, that works for me. All right. Zilpha? That is probably a better plan than keeping them in town in the sewers. The sewers? Ugh, who came up with that idea? They're pretty nice sewers. All right, I'm going to speed you all together for uh, the sake of the flow here. So, Drossel's very quiet on the walk to the gate, but who else are you taking with you? Drossel and Miev are the only ones that have been set our requirement. Okay. She doesn't want anybody to come with us. Okay. I think Silpha would like her dad not to come through the gate with us, but to see us off. I think Hanzo's the only one who comes to the gate then. Okay. Nobody else wants to? or I mean, she'll, she'll just say goodbye to Lynn and Kylan. Everybody wants to get out of the thorns. I think Lynn is really nervous about letting you go. But there's a much larger group of people that needs his protecting. I think he's going to make that choice. She'll give him a really big long hug and a kiss. And she says, well, 
Maybe I'll see you later. Lynn puts his forehead to Jalen's forehead and says, I'll wait forever if I have to. What a teen thought. (laughs) You say that now, human. No. She says, I want you to know that I know that I don't deserve that. Jalen, someday I'm going to tell you how great you are, and you're going to believe me. Challenge accepted. Because Jalen is big on meme culture. (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to let you go. All right. She's also going to give Kylan a big hug, which he's probably going to be real awkward with, but hell's bell. Yeah, Kylan takes it kind of awkward. Yeah, but she might not ever get a chance to give him a hug again, so she gives him a hug and a kiss on the cheek and says, stay alive. Yeah, you too. Do my best. I guess I'm going to go make up with your mother. Is that what you want? (sighs) Yeah, it's a good question. Okay. I want you to come back. Yeah? Yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit. Well, thank you. He nods and says, So my brother's probably going to want to give you away at the wedding, but can I be, like, best man or something? You mean my maid of honor? Sure. I think you're going to be the one giving me away. That'll start a scandal, but I'm up for it if you are. Jessica already caused the scandal, Kylan. I think this is going to be pretty small change. I'll just tell him Lord Evans injured his foot or something. I mean, he's going to be there. With, with an, an injured, injured foot. foot. <laughs> with an injured foot. <laughs> I owe him. I guess so. I, I, You know, that's between the two of you. Don't kill each other. Would never. My brother's my best friend. Obviously. And he leaves you to it. So you have a walk. The path through the thorns has been burnt. You can tell it's already filling back in. But you can get out quick enough. Silpha, Muriel stops before she walks up onto the stone slabs and says, Well... I'm going to have to wait here, unfortunately. Oh, shoot. Did we... We needed to hand the necklace off to Carolina or somebody. Well, I guess the thought is Muriel is our way out, but I really think that Muriel... Yennefer had the power to get everybody else out very slowly. Muriel is much better at it. Yeah, I I almost had thoughts to leave Muriel in, like, Carolina's hands or something. You can do that. So that people have a... You can do that. Do we want to do that? Yeah, I think it would be better. Because if, if Silpha doesn't come back, the amulet goes away and never comes back. The yeah. technology is useless mm-hmm. at that point. Or Silpha should probably give the amulet over to someone we trust, like Carolina. Okay. Carolina will take the amulet again and say, All right, if you make a big enough explosion in the sky or something, we'll cut back to you. You're a champ, Carolina. I do what I can. Look, I know it's been a, a good long run, and we didn't get to work together a whole lot during it, but. You three turned out all right. Best choice I ever made. Shucks. And I guess we go into the gate glade. So in the gate glade, we now have the three of you, Drossel, Miev, Mirkwood, and Hanzo. Helena's there too. And Hanzo says, well, are you sure you don't want me to come with you, sweetie? Out of character, Silpha wants her father to stay behind and be with her mom and protect people at home. Silpha's putting on a brave face because she's truly intimidated to go into the the Feywild. But she says to Hanzo, No, Papa, if, if I don't come back for a while, I'd want to know that at least Mama has you. He nods and says, I understand. He reaches into a pocket of a little pouch inside of his armor and pulls out a little glowing bead. And he says, If you need me, you just call Papa. Aww. And he 
sets a piece of sunlight in your hand. Thank you. When they come into that area, then they will find Sable working on rather large piece of agate that she picked up. One of the two things that she picked up from the, what do you call it, where you put all the gold? Treasury. She picked up a large piece of agate, and she is slowly and very meticulously, magically carving things inside of it. Does she notice when we come in? Yeah, she would definitely notice, and she'd look up, but she would not, she wouldn't stop doing what she's doing. Hey, Sable. She nods. Miev says, ladies, we are so close. Thank you so much for this. And she walks up. We should probably talk about our plan, though. And Drossel hasn't really said much this whole time. No, Drossel was quiet this whole time. And now with pretty much everybody gone, I guess this is the party that's going across. Consider me your ambassador, your fairy sage. What can I do to be of service as you plan? I got a question. Yeah. I have an answer, and I don't charge for them. I understand that you are semi-permanently a changeling. Hmm. I've chosen not to choose. How does that work out? Not great. They can't make you choose. You have to agree to the choice. So I just never made an agreement. Generally, I tangle it over them as sort of a future option, like I could choose here, there, everywhere. I've mostly used it to wrangle interviews and library trips out of them in the past. <laughs> but you don't age. Oh, no, I age. In my wolf form, I don't age. But most lycanthropes can't stay in their wolf form for a hundred years. It's unheard of. This was an exceptional moment. We have questions about that, about why that exceptional moment, what brought it into being. Mm. We also wonder why the fairy queen would send her hound after you. You must possess some information she does not wish us to possess. I suspect I have a lot of information she'd wish you didn't possess. It was kind of my thing for a long time, but I don't know what it is. Sable looks up, and she's still very much concentrating on this big piece of agate. And you can see that she's paused in doing so. And it's clear, if you look at her hands and her eyes and everything else, that there's magic at work while she's doing this. But she's able to glance up and look at her companions and say, Tell them about what the Fairy Queen intends to do with the realm and go straight back to it. The Fairy Queen has been, through means we haven't discovered yet, but hope to, trying to subsume this kingdom, this realm, into her own. She's evidently quite close to being able to do it, and given her high interest in the five of us going to see her now, it follows that our choices have something to do with this. Okay, this is all just a theory. The Fairy Queen, for the majority of her existence, has wanted to become a god. But something changed a few hundred years ago, where she wanted to bring this realm into that realm, which we thought was impossible, but given how much power there is here now, maybe it's not. What I can tell you is that the choice would be intensely valuable in sliding this realm into that realm. I mean, it would be, her power is all over this place. It's clearly as her mark. The universe simply hasn't agreed that it's hers yet. But if you were to choose your very nature, that would be a tipping force. It could cause this realm to pull into that one. Any one of us or all of us, do you think? Well, it depends on how close we are. I mean, we have to be very close, but I don't know if we're one person close or three people close or five. What I can tell you is I suspect she still wants to become a god. 
And if she can pull humans into her realm, she can force them to worship her? Gross. So can I just share those things as Helena? Yeah, be Helena. So Helena would say at this point, Sable is working on a spell. When she's done, I'm sure she'll have more to say, but we have to assume for now that any one choice could tilt the balance. Yennefer said she is very, very close. Oh, and with all of you here, though, she did manage to be granted safe passage. There will be a messenger on the other side that will take us immediately to the Fairy Queen when we get there. But nothing about getting back out again? She didn't say anything about that. And Sable will look up at you and shake her head. Drossel will say, well, if she's invited us in, hospitality now is extended. As long as we don't attack her or hers, she can't attack us or it would violate her ancient rights. But she could keep us there indefinitely. Mm, potentially. She'd have to do it in a way that didn't violate hospitality, so you'd have to have agreed to something. I'm sure she could create a situation. I'm sure she could. Where agreeing would be more amenable than the alternative. Sable makes a gesture toward the altar where there's an orb sitting, and Helena says, oh, oh, you can talk to her if you want. I don't know if she can talk back, but yeah, that's the means, Sable said. I mean, if you want to talk to the Fairy Queen. Not really in a hurry to do that again. Didn't go well last time. Helena would also say, the last thing that Sable asked for is, once she's done with this, at least taking a nap. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I could take a nap. What are you doing, Sable? Sable holds up the agate and points to it. <laughs> Roll your knowledge nature. Me? Sure. 12. 16. Silpha, a 16 will tell you what it is. This seems to be the awakened spell. It takes a plant or an animal and it grants it human-like intelligence. Jalen looks at Helena and says, any idea what for, what plant? No, I think you get a shrug from Helena. Jalen looks at Mirkwood and says, you have any idea what she's trying to wake up with us? Mirkwood says, no but I can sense her intentions are pure. Now, I don't have any doubt about that. I'm just wondering what the hell is going on before we go through the thing. Mm, perhaps she wishes for an ally on the other side. Okay. And Drossel says, hey, good news, time doesn't really pass this close to the gate, so, I mean, we still have to wait the hours, but we won't get hungry or tired or anything. And that is the end of our show today. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. A quick note about consent, uh, as we had a character surprise kissed under false pretenses. This podcast is a big fan of enthusiastic consent made with all the facts. We cut that talk out because it wasn't funny and it's not related to our story. But we hope what made the cut was funny. And, and if it made anyone uncomfortable, know that we completely understand. And we hope you can see what we were going for because we didn't spend the time to explain it. What is on the other side of the fairy gate? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey.
transition time. Okay. We'll do like the hands in the middle. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Break. <laughs> Thundercats. Ho. Oh. Snarf. <laughs>